Welcome to the Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. A special edition of the podcast, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver, Adam Thielen. I catch up with Adam on his thoughts on the Super Bowl, but more importantly, his golf game as he heads into the offseason. A fun conversation with one of the NFL's best, Adam Thielen. Welcome in now, the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings and a darn good golfer, I might add, Adam Thielen. Adam, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks for uh, taking the time. I know it's uh, a little bit of the off season right now, but uh, I know uh, they keep you pretty busy even now, working out, staying in shape. And uh, I know the father of two little ones, uh, that keeps you busy too. No doubt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, those little ones keep me busy, and uh, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, my three-year-old is actually really into golf right now. Yeah, I saw um, I saw some of those swings that you uh, you posted of the little one. It looks like he's he's taking uh, taking a liking to it. Yeah, he loves it. And uh, you know, we got a little spot down in the basement that we can hit and uh, and putt. I got a little putting hole, so he uh, he actually loves doing a putting competition. So I throw out about 15, 20 balls and see how many he can make. And his record do 15 balls his record is six makes from about 10 to 15 feet so not too bad for a three-year-old no not at all he's off to uh he's off to a great start that's awesome i, I love to see the uh, little ones i know you you followed me my side on sundays we do uh sunday kids day and it's just it's just amazing you know the just the raw athleticism of kids and and the way that they can lag the club head so naturally it just, it's amazing to me when I see these three, four, five, six, seven year olds swinging hard, club shafts leaning at impact. People send me DMs all the time. They're like, this is so deflating. I've been playing golf for 30 years and I've never leaned the shaft forward. And there's a six year old just compressing it to no end. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And it's, it's actually, um, it's probably what I'm most proud of is just the fact that he does enjoy it because um, I just think it's so important in this game to learn at a young age because, yeah. like you said, um, you know, if, if you try to learn at a later age, it's so difficult. I tell people all the time, if if I would have started playing golf when I was 20, 25 years old, I've never game. Yep. So uh, it's just fun to see him have a path for it at such a young age. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a game. You, you can have a little bit of an advantage if you start young, for sure. And um, we'll get to we'll get to some more golf here in a second. But I got to ask you, I'm in the Super Bowl course last Sunday. Chiefs 31, 49ers 20, uh, two teams that you actually played the Vikings during the reg- regular season about what you expected or were you surprised at all for the outcome? Um, you know, I, I think a little bit of both, uh, a little bit expected that it was going to be a good football game. Um, really no, no like inkling on who was going to win. Um, you know, I, I, my predictions in a couple of the interviews I did before the game was that uh, I was leaning just barely towards the Chiefs side. So mm-hmm. it's probably my first time uh, in my career that I actually chose the right team that, that I thought was going to win. Uh, but yeah, great football game. Um, probably one of the most, or probably the most excited I've been to watch a Super Bowl in a long time. So oh, wow. um, that was really fun, just because of the teams, uh, the coaches, the creativity on both sides of the ball, and um, you know, just the explosiveness on on both sides of the ball was probably the most even match I've seen in, in my career. So pretty cool. Was the 49ers were they the best defense you faced all year? Do you feel? You know, we played some really difficult defenses. Um, and uh yeah i mean i mean the way that they were playing at that time of the year was was pretty incredible they mm-hmm. were fully healthy um and the way that they their their front seven 
it was unmatched probably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously they had some guys in the back end that have a ton of experience, but you know, how quickly they were able to get to the passer, the way that they were able to shut down run games mm-hmm. um, was, was really impressive. Um, if there's one team that could have success against them on offense, it's probably Kansas City just because uh, they're so fast, they're so explosive, and they have so many guys that can uh, make plays. Yeah. Well, as a Seahawks fan, I was uh, not disappointed to see the 49ers win, I can tell you that. Or, not yeah, to see the 49ers lose. But um, and, and I was happy for, for uh, Andy Reid, of course. Um, seems like one of the real good guys in the league. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, probably as good as it gets from the quarterback position and it's going to be around uh, – a long time. I'm a huge NFL nut. I could ask you a million questions. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uh, bore my listeners with uh, all of my NFL uh, interest in uh, in what you do for your craft. But you know, you're, you're an interesting story, really. You you're, you're from Minnesota, Detroit Lakes, I believe, is where you went to high school, and then you played college football for Minnesota State, and then professionally now for the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, that's just that's unbelievable when you really think about it in one state you have ran high school college and now pro yeah it's pretty wild um never would have uh dreamt it my wildest dreams um definitely could have never wrote that uh that script but um but yeah there's a lot you know I'm very blessed very fortunate to be able to be here around my family uh around so many people that have supported me since I was a little kid and probably a big passion why my wife and I are so passionate about um giving back to this area because it's done so much for us so uh, it's really cool. I mean, I mean, let alone just being on one team throughout your, you know, through seven years going on eight years in the NFL, that's, that's unheard of almost uh, in today's NFL. So just that alone is pretty wild. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, high school, college and all that. So uh, definitely a, a been a wild journey, um, but yeah, very blessed and fortunate to be here. Very passionate people up there. They love golf too. I mean, I'll tell you people in Minnesota, when it, when the sun comes out and it's ready to play golf, they, they come out in droves. Play. There's there's some terrific golf courses up there. I've been up there many times and um, and love the area. Uh, TPC Twin Cities, of course, uh, the 3M Open, which uh, is played there in the summer. And I believe you played in the pro am there, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I was very fortunate. Um, you know, obviously very passionate about the game of golf. Um, so the more I can, the more of those programs I I can get in. I I just absolutely. It's probably <laughs> one of my favorite things to do. Honestly, uh, played in the Arnold Palmer Invitational uh, pro am. And then the 3M and uh, play in the Lake Tahoe golf tournament as well for the celebrities. And um, it's probably one of my honestly, it's probably just as exciting for me than as an NFL game, just because uh, wow. golf is just a different aspect. And uh, the, the competitive um, side of golf is is just so fun for me and so exciting that uh, you can ask my wife, I'm probably more nervous and, and more anxious for to be able to play in those rounds with some of these professional golfers. It's, it's just, uh, just such a cool experience that I can't even really explain it or, or uh, explain how much passion I have and how much fun I have in those events. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I was able to play in that and, uh, was really cool. I got to play with, um, Adam Hadwin and, and um, he actually won a, a tournament, uh, shortly after that. So, uh, it's been, f- it's fun to play with guys and then be able to follow them as well. You know, John Smoltz, who just won the uh, celebrity event down here in Florida just a few weeks back, he said that he's more nervous playing in the final round of something like that than he is ever was pitching baseball. And this is a guy that's pitched two game sevens in the World Series. I mean, it's like, really? Like, you're more nervous doing that than game seven of, of the World Series. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just cool. I, I love to see professional athletes like yourself come over 
to the game of golf and enjoy it um, so much. But just, you know, a couple more things back to your, your football career here. You know, you, I don't think people realize when you started in the pros, you were, you were undrafted. And then when you made the team with the Vikings in 14, you really earned your keep as a special teams player. You played both sides, I believe return and, and coverage. I mean, you've got to be a little crazy. Don't you to return punts in the NFL. I mean, you've got to have a little craziness there. Yeah, for sure. But at the other <laughs> side of it is, uh, uh, it's also your jobs on the line, you know, yeah. it's your only opportunity. It's only foot in the door. And if you don't, if you don't perform well, or if you don't give it everything you got, um, you're going to be cut very soon. And, and really, you know, your career can be very short in this league. So, um, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you almost had to, you almost had to make yourself crazy a little bit and, <laughs> and just, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, make up that mindset because, uh, if you don't, you're going to be out of the league extremely quick and really never have an opportunity to show what you can do at, at what you think you're best at, which is, you know, offensive football or defensive football, depending on what position you are. But, uh, you know, no one goes in the NFL or no one goes into college saying, oh, I'm a special teamer. Um, right. But but at the same time, that's your foot in the door. That's your opportunity to to, you know, even get an opportunity to, to show what you can do. Right. Because then you then in 2016 is when then you started to get your opportunity at the wide receiver position. And really, ever since that time, you and Stefan Diggs, I mean, you guys have teamed up and became one of the top duos um, in the NFL. So it's just a fascinating story um, to see where it starts and then, you know, where you are now as one of the top receivers in the NFL. Does, does Diggs play golf? Diggs does not play golf, but I've been trying to talk him into it. Um, he, he says that eventually he's going to get into it, but uh, um, we tried to get him to go out to the Masters. We went out to a practice round with Kirk uh, a few years back, and we tried to get him to go out there. He wouldn't do it, but I think eventually we'll get him out there and swing him. How about his cousins? Does Kirk play? I So Kirk is probably one of the most passionate people about the game of golf that I've ever been around. Oh, wow. Um, he's He's still he's still learning. Um, he hasn't been around the game very long, um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's really fun to see. He's he's very passionate about exclusivity yeah. and like playing at places that you know it's just um, you know not not easy to get onto or very exclusive, private. Nobody really knows about things like that. Uh, so it's been really fun to be a part of that with him. Um, been able to go to a few different places um with him that that have been just really really cool experiences but yeah. uh but uh yeah he's he's really into it he reads he re, you know he's a big reader mm. um reads a lot of books and he reads a ton on on the game of golf and uh and and how to become better so it's it's pretty fun all right a few more quick hitters to, to finish up the football talk number one wide receiver growing up well that's a tough one for me because i grew up um really idolizing um, trying to be like trying to emulate Chris Carter and Randy Moss, so I'd have to mm. say those those two uh, have are a tie. Okay. The hardest you've ever been hit? Well, I got knocked out. Uh, I believe the guy's <laughs> name is Darius Butler from the from the Colts. But I went, I was running a go ball, and and uh, I think Brad, Sam Bradford got hit and threw it a little inside, and I saw the safety coming the whole time, but he cleaned my clock and knocked me out. But luckily, those don't hurt because it just knocks you out. So. <laughs> <laughs> So probably, it didn't hurt as bad as it should. <laughs> so you were so wait you were laying on the carpet and you were knocked out. I was out cold, yeah, for probably a good couple seconds, and I Jeez. woke up to the woke up to the trainers over the top of me, and uh, that was the, I think that was one of the only games, or it was I broke a streak of not having a catch that game because he knocked me out cold. So uh, that was a while back, but man, 
How about you? How, what's the hardest you've ever hit someone? Any stick in mind? Yeah, probably uh, I was on kickoff coverage and um, flew down there. Dude, you know, you know, didn't see me coming, and I smacked him pretty good. I think it was uh, <laughs> uh, against the Bears probably four or five years, four years ago probably. And uh, that one definitely sticks out to me because I, I, I got around probably two blocks. Um, guys, you know, completely whiffed on me and, and uh, got to hit the guy pretty good. So that – that was probably one of the coolest feelings I've, I've. It feels pretty good to tackle somebody, especially when you're an offensive player. How much of a beast is Dalvin Cook? I mean, to me, it feels like this guy could lead the league in rushing next year. I mean, he's just he, he's top shelf. He is, and I, I think uh, the cool thing about Dalvin is, is he's a complete player, a complete yeah. person. Uh, you know, he's an unbelievable teammate, a uh, great locker room guy. Um, hard worker. He's he's everything you'd want in a teammate and as and, and as in a um, I guess uh, player as a, as a coach things like that. Um, he he's a phenomenal uh, person, like I said. But man, he he can really play the game of football and and his explosiveness, his quick twitch, his his ability to make people miss is is just unbelievable. We almost yeah. take it for granted. I mean, when he was out for a couple of those games. Um, um, that was when we really showed because we have some really good backups uh, yeah. running backs behind him. And, and it's just, there's just a difference. There's a difference between him and, and some top backs in the NFL, just because I've never seen a guy be able to just bounce off tackles and keep his feet moving and, and gain extra yards. And um, yeah, I mean, he's going to be one of the better running backs in this league for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of locker rooms, what, what percent that happens in an NFL locker room would be suitable for public television? I, I'd say quite a bit, actually, more than people would think. I know, I know, we get that perception of you know, the locker room talk and things like that. But, but honestly, um, you know, it's it's. I have the pleasure to be on a team that has some really good guys, and yeah. um, the leaders of our locker room, um, you know, it, it kind of trickles down the, the people that they are, and um, you know what they encompass and things like that. It really trickles down, and um, I haven't been I haven't been able to say that my entire career. So. Yeah, I'm very fortunate to be around a really good locker room that guys just they love playing football and, and they love being around one of each other. Um, they're not looking for fights or they're not looking to try to be cooler than the next person. They just want to go play ball and, and win right. games and and have fun doing it. So um, honestly, I, I think there's there's a lot that would be family friendly and things like that. Obviously, there's still we're we're, we're men and things like that. But yeah, uh, um, but it, it's it's definitely fun to be a, around a locker room that's uh you know, clean and, and having fun the right way. Yeah. The X's and O's of football are just fascinating to me. I mean, you can imagine as what I do as a coach and breaking down film of golf swing, short game, putting techniques, and, you know, trying to get people moving in the right direction, no matter what their skill set. So I always, to me, like this, um, you know, dream of mine is like bucket list item is to sit with a coach and just, listen you know don't even I, I wouldn't even talk i would just watch and listen and how they break down film it's just fascinating to me i mean football is just ultimate team sport i would think especially on offense and how everything has to come together i mean everybody's got to do their job especially if you're running a pass play um to make it work and you know it's just it's just fascinating what goes into to coaching all right last one here what would feel worse to you back-to-back false starts or hitting two out of bounds on the first tee Oh, hitting two out of bounds on the first <laughs> team for sure. <laughs> you can overcome false starts, but, but hitting two out of bounds, wow, that's uh, it's never – I mean, hitting one out of bounds. Man. <laughs> it's such a bad feeling. 
especially oh, in this first hole. No doubt. <laughs> All right. Well, let's transition to golf here. And I know, I know it's not quite Minnesota uh, golfing weather yet up there. I think you said it was like 20 degrees up there right now. Yeah, like 25. It, it was uh, it was 50 degrees here two days ago, though. So wow. it, it, it uh, not too bad. Yeah. So how much how much are you going to play golf, say, here in the offseason? Um, you know, I'll get out a few times. I'm I'm very fortunate to have a golf simulator in my house. So uh, I try to get down there for at least 15, 20 minutes a day just because um, I love swinging the club. I love trying to get better, things like that. And uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I'll go on a vacation here and there and try to get a couple rounds in. But um, uh, not as much as I'd like, for sure, especially with two small children. Yeah. So, you know, you got the invite here to Ponte Vedra, uh, work on the game, play some golf. You know, the Players Championship's always a nice time here uh, in March, but it's a good family, uh, spot here with the beach, um, and, and all that. So when you rate your game, right. And you look at your game right now, heading into 2020 and I'm, you're going to rate it one through four. One is the best part of your game. Four is your biggest opportunity. So you got the driver, you got irons, you got short game and you got putting. Those are your four driver, iron, short game, putty. What's, what's number one. What's the best part of your game right now? The best part of my game is my driver for sure, and I and always has been. Okay. Then what? What's number um, two? Number two is probably my short game, okay. my hands, um, and then number three would be my irons, and number four would be my putting. Okay. So you sent me your you sent me your swing. It was probably what a few weeks. It was probably a couple months ago now. I think it was at the beginning of the season. You were down in your simulator and you you sent me the video. And you remember what I told you? Yeah, I get the club face flatter um, and more open at the top, correct? Because um, well, I was – I was the club face was – or it was like the shaft was kind of more towards my head where it should be more out away from my head, correct? Right, yeah. So I think it was like we worked on like getting the club head to be a little bit more out in front of you going back and then like rotate the left arm where the shaft pointed – you know, maybe a little more to the left at the top where it felt like it was laying down just a little bit. Right. Yeah. So, cause I think like in your pattern, which is a common pattern and you create great speed and I got to watch you in, in Bahamas, which, you know, not every athlete that makes a conversion creates natural speed, but you do, you have kind of that fast twitch and you can like, you totally get how to use your body and kind of propel your arms and create good speed, which is awesome. Um, but like a common air in golf is like that club head gets a little inside early. And then as we turn, then it kind of points to the right. Um, and then from there, that kind of, sometimes it'll negate you from like really rotating through impact. And I think for you, like, and, and oftentimes I'm working with people, you get the club head a little more out in front of you and then you get that shaft where it, it feels like it's kind of laying down a little bit, kind of point behind you. And then from there, you can just really turn and open up and get that left side cleared out of the way and the hands exit more to the left. And, you know, all those things start to line up. And in your simulator, it probably gives you that path face relationship, doesn't it? It does. Yes. Yeah. And your path normally is probably what a little to the right. Yes. And that's usually what happens is the path will kind of go out to the right a little bit too much, say five or six degrees. And then, you know, and that's a better player. Like they get that path going to the right. So what you want to try to do is you start kind of giving them things to zero out their path. And then that ball flight gets really tight. And that's why I kind of gave you, you know, the direction that I did, um, you know, with your swing, which is more of an accuracy play for you rather than, you know, trying to get more distance, which, you know, a lot of them are. So talk to me about your putting. What's going on there? 
I'd say I just have never been able to um, figure out a consistent uh, putting stroke or grip or style of putter. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it just, uh, it's definitely the most frustrating part of my game because I feel like I'm so close. Um, and, uh, but my putting is definitely uh, inhibit, inhibited me. And, and, and in Lake Tahoe, that was probably the worst part. You know, I, I felt like I was just dialed in last year and uh, finished yeah. ninth place, but had multiple three putts and, you know, missed some short putts that I shouldn't, shouldn't have missed. So um, definitely trying to hone in that. Uh, tried some different things this off season. I feel like I'm, I'm uh, closer to where I want to be. Um, but yeah, definitely just inconsistently, especially in, you know, five, 10 footers for sure. Yeah. Well, you have to video that, you know, video that and send it to me and I'll, um, you know, I can, you know, it's funny, like people forget about putting and working on putting like, ah, oh, it's such an independent part of the game. Don't worry about it. But it's like someone like you, who's like, wow, I'm dialed in, I'm hitting the ball good, but my putting is not allowing me to shoot the score that I should be. You know, it's like the opportunities there, even from a technique standpoint, it's funny how you can just make little adjustments and putting setup and just ideas in the stroke as well. And how that'll make such a huge difference in start line and distance control and things like that. What would you, if you had to make the analogy to football, what, what would putting be to football in your, in your world? Do you think? Oh, wow. That's tough. Um, <laughs> like, putting be the football. Huh? I, I think it's, Oh, I don't know. I'd say maybe like a like a, a quick slant or like um, you know something that should be so easy, uh, but it's so difficult and it and it and it looks easy when you do it right, but it looks so bad when you do it wrong. Um, so maybe just like the quick slant yeah. or, or you know one of those plays where the quarterback just snaps it and just throws it to you. We call it a smoke route, mm. um, but something like that where it should be so easy when you do it right, it looks easy. Um, but when you don't do it and it, and it is harder than it actually looks is what I'm trying to say, probably. Yeah, no, I like it because like that slant, it's like the corner plays off, it goes for 12 yards. Right. And then all of a sudden it gets knocked down. It's like, Hey, did you guys even practice that play? Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. What's the, what's the driver like? Is that the go route where it's like, just get out of my way. Here I come. Yeah, no doubt. Just bombs away. Just let it out. (laughs) Uh, quarterbacks just dropping back and slinging it so uh that's definitely a driver it's always it's always been the the favorite part of my game I just I enjoy hitting the driver I've always had good length um even when I was a skinny 150 pound uh kid in high school I always out drove everybody so um it's always been a a a good part of my game and um and always helped me kind of uh you know it, you know, it's that classic saying, saying, uh, was it uh drive for show, putt for dough? Yep. Uh, that's, that's me all day on the golf course. So. <laughs> do you, do you remember when you almost took Pat McAfee's head off? Yes. And I, the craziest part about that is so embarrassing off the first tee, uh, almost took out him and it ended up going out of bounds. So I go back, I re tee. I, I'm, you know, pretty, pretty frustrated, pretty, uh, furious. And I smack one down the right side, put it on the green, make the putt. So I, uh, I end up making a bogey on that. You made one. a bogey out of that. Yes. Wow. I made like a maybe a twenty footer downhill, and uh, but uh, yeah, so I I escaped with a bogey there, which um, I'll take that any day after hitting that kind of tee shot off the first tee. I don't think Pat would have felt it either way, honestly. No, he'd have been okay with it. I think he actually would have. 
would it would have been better for his podcast if I would have hit him. So <laughs> that was a good time. We're talking about the uh, Baja Mar Showdown, which is where eight NFL players take on eight NBA players. And um, the group that asked that ran it asked me to come down and walk with players and kind of cover and whatnot. And I got to tell you, and I've been to. I don't know. I mean, I've been to a, a bunch of PGA tour events, been very fortunate to have gone through that, but that was one of the most enjoyable events I've ever been to, to be inside the ropes with you guys and about your craft, getting to know you as people, but then just, I, just sitting there and watching the passion for the game. And I was thoroughly impressed. And I mean this by the level of play, you're obviously a good player, but I had no idea. Like Kyle Williams just blew me away how good of a golfer he was. Um, you know, he shot seven. Did, didn't you play with him the last day? Were you guys partners? I, I played with him the first round, I believe, but yeah, heck of a player. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. I, I had heard that around the league, you know, we kind of get this, the wind around the league, like who the best golfers are. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I've, I had heard that for a long time, uh, but to be able to play with him, the dude can really, he can really play. There's, there's some sneaky, offense alignment slash def or or defense alignment around the league that are really good golfers that you would never <laughs> expect so uh it's kind of fun to, to see that and, and hear about these guys that are passionate like you said yeah i walked with him the last day i think he shot 72 easily could have been you know three or four better and i just told i was like man i was like that was fun to watch like really really controlled golfer uh played well and and they were they're all over the place i mean you know obviously josh scobie is a good player pat McAfee played, I thought, very well considering A he never plays, B he was barefooted, and, <laughs> and 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 he just and he played great. I mean, the first day he had a lot of he had a lot of really good shots when I was uh, walking around with him. Scotty Pippen shot seventy six the last day. Brett Favre was hitting three hundred and twenty five yard drives like it was nobody's business. Um, I just uh, it it was just awesome. It was a great event. I hope I hope they do it again this year. Is it? Have you heard? I haven't heard, but I'm really hoping so. Um, you know that it's been a blast for me the last couple of years. Actually, very fortunate uh, to be invited back there. You get to know these guys on a different level. Um, you kind of have a different respect for some of these guys that you don't really know. Um, and then, and then just to be able to play golf and have a competition between the NBA and the NFL, it's it's so fun. Uh, and and hopefully we never lose to them because we haven't lost yet. So. Yep. Um, no, it's like you said, it's so cool to see these guys that are passionate about the game of golf. Um, and, and it creates opportunities moving forward, you know, to be able to play with them and find guys that are really good at the game and, and are going through the same thing as, as you are with schedules and things like that. And, yeah. um, it, it's just a really, really cool thing that I hope, uh, goes on for a long time. My favorite thing about you pro athletes is that you're coachable and like you guys are used to being coached up. And like, as, as a coach in golf, like, you don't know how much like that, you know, is you don't take that for granted because not everybody's coachable, as you know, I'm sure there's players you've been with that are just not that coachable. And, but it's just cool to like talk golf with them. And like, when you're talking technique and this and that, man, they're like, you, you guys are so into it and, and take it and work on it and develop it and remember it. And Chris Paul was such a good example of that he was struggling the first day and you stand there and I got to know Chris. I came out, I was like, Chris, I was like, do you want me to show you a couple of things? He was like, yes. You know, so we go off to the side and we're talking and man, he just, I mean, I, I bet you he could have recited every word that I said to him. I mean, it was, 
it was amazing that little 10 minute, you know, thing that we had, you know, he started hitting it better and, um, and, and he still kind he still does a lot of the same stuff and can still recite it. The conversation that we had on the tee, it's just amazing. And you at, you know, you athletes are used to being coached up, you're good students. And I think that's, that's a, that's a huge reason or just part of it of uh, where you guys are today. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, it's part of our DNA that it's like, we don't, we always want to be, get better at something. So whatever yeah. we're passionate about, you know, obviously football for us as NFL players, um, we're, we're always trying to get better. And like, we're very stubborn in the fact that like, we're going to continue to get better until we retire. Right. Um, yeah. and, and we're going to, you know, continue. And I, yeah, I just got done, uh, at the, at our gym and, and working out and getting ready for next year already. Like, uh, that's mm-hmm. just our mindset. Like we're always trying to get better. And, and, um, I think the cool thing about the game of golf is it's very, you know, in, in the game of football, like you don't, you don't really know or you can't really like quantify or, or see the results um, as, as easily as the game of golf. I mean, easy, it's so easy to see in the game of golf, right? Like you have a score and it's all you, it's not uh, dependent on the quarterback or the offense or the offense coordinator or the offensive line or your other receivers, right? There's, there's no, there's no variables other than yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's probably why we're so passionate about the game. And when guys actually do try it and give it a chance, they usually end up falling in love because, yeah. um, you know, as athletes, we're so competitive and we're so competitive with ourselves that what a better game to be competitive with yourself than the game of golf. So, yeah, um, you know, I think that's probably a big reason why guys are so adamant of of listening and and trying to figure out how they can get better and how they can take their game to the next level. And um, obviously, as you know, it's not easy to do, especially when you try to do it all on yourself, all, right. all by yourself. So uh, it's it's interesting. Right. The uh, the clinical definition of insanity, I think, was created by most golfers because, I mean, the majority continue to do the same thing over and over again. But and their passion is such that they expect to get better and they put more time into it. And the reality is they don't they'll have they really don't move the bell curve at them, you know, as far as their skill set. They just you know, that that bell curve is so big that, you know, if you're an eight handicap, like you know, just for easy math, like the majority of your scores is like 78 to 83. Right. And, but you're capable of shooting a 76 once in a while. And if everything goes well, 74, and it's like, Oh wow, I'm getting better, but that's just really the bell curve. And that's just really what your handicap is suggesting. And then you go out and you're also capable of shooting 87. And then they're like, wow, they're like, I'm so inconsistent. And the reality is, is you're not like, that's just, that's how big the curve is. And to get better, you, you usually got to, you got to give them some good info, but you got to put it in the right order. Like that's what like, I was saying to you and the order of how you work the club shaft and what that means coming down. And then like that then starts to propel you forward to bring your dispersion in tighter. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh wow, my miss is not as big. My better shots are even better. Okay. All of a sudden now my skill sets have gotten a little bit higher and now the bell curve shifts the right way. So it's, it's, it can get complicated. It's more difficult as you get better. Um, in the in the game of golf to find uh, those opportunities. But I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com 
backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show. Last question. I'm curious. Give me a couple names here that in the NFL that I might not know about. I see, uh, I see that are good players. I see Rogers is playing this week in uh, AT and T. Peyton Manning, of course, is out there. But who are who are some sneaky ones out there that you've heard of that uh, can get it around a little bit? Well, I've heard Whitworth, the tackle for uh, the Rams, is a okay. really good stick. Okay. Um, God dang it! I just had one in my head that was an offense yeah. lineman. Oh, um, shoot. I can't think of his name. I played with him. He plays for the Bears. He was an offensive lineman, and he moved. Bradley uh, Solberg. Oh, what's his last name? Solberg? Bradley Solberg. Yes. Yeah. He is an unbelievable golfer. Really? Unbelievable. I played with him at Augusta, actually. What? And I got to – I was fortunate enough to play at Augusta. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald kind of lined it up with uh, the commissioner uh and uh and got us out there and uh he played with him out there and he is an unbelievable golfer ridiculous yeah uh sam bradford probably one of the best i've ever been around um yeah sam has, bradford's a good player yeah i heard that too yeah he has the perfect personality for it you know he's never too high never too low uh, yeah. so he just he he will bore you with how good he is and it's it's, it's fairway green two putt you know fairway green one putt it's it's you'll, you'll, you'll see a scorecard at the end of the round. You're like, no way he shot that. Cause it was so nothing flashed at you, you know, yeah. but nothing like stood out as bad. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of guys though. There's crazy. Um, there's so many guys that are so passionate about that. You would never think, you know, yeah. Kyle Fuller, Kyle Fuller for the bears. I think mean, he plays like, you know, over a hundred rounds a year, you know, Patrick <laughs> Peterson. Yep. The, I've seen him just light up the course, play with him the first day in Lake Tahoe and, he lit it up. I think he was, you know, below par. Um, so there's, there's guys, there's so many guys that are just passionate about the game. Mike Floyd would be maybe a guy that would shock you that loves the game of golf. Um, Mike Floyd. Okay. Yeah. Played, yeah. played over a hundred rounds a year. I bet. So um, we got some, some of my teammates, you know, uh, Kyle Rudolph loves the game of golf. I think he's playing out in Pebble beach. Um, oh, he is. Week. Okay. Okay. Wow. And uh, um, you know, he's, he's very passionate about the game. He's got, he's got a little ways to go. Uh, but he's he's very passionate about it. Um, like I said, Kirk Cousins, he's he's uh, very passionate about it. He's gotten a lot better. He actually starts the his. He probably don't wasn't want me to share this, but uh, he starts his. He aims with the the ball on the toe of the club because he had the laterals, the shanks, really bad. Oh wow! And so he read this thing that um, it was it Zach Johnson or one of the tour players that does that actually does that because they had the shanks, and so he lines it up at the toe of his club. And and swings and he and he hits it good. Wow. So interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, if you're on the golf course and you start shanking it, then you, you gotta do what you gotta do. Right. To, no joke. To, no to, doubt. Get, to get through that round. Patrick Peterson, it was interesting talking to him. I you know, he basically I was like, How much golf do you play? He was like, Well, pretty much every minute of free time that I have. I mean, he just he just loves the game, was and, and is a very good player. Um, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, of course, has played the game um, for a long time and and uh, loves the game. Yeah, it, it's it's cool to see. And, um, you know, it, social media has been so good for our sport, Adam. I mean, the NFL is the is the is the, you know, 10,000 pound gorilla in this country and its popularity and and deservedly so. It's just such a great league. I love it. I can't get enough of it. I would literally sit and watch nfl my wife would say i would watch nfl 12 hours a day if i could and, and she's probably right 
I would watch. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I watch all your games now since I've gotten to know you and like I'm cheering for the Vikings because you're on the team. And like, I just love it. I mean, I just, the X's and O's and the whole bit and, um, and, but golf, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, I think when I was younger growing up, it's, you know, it's gotten, a, it's definitely gotten more popular. I don't think the numbers people of playing is showing that quite yet. I do think there's more of an interest, but I think social media has really helped our sport because of people like you and a lot of these names that um, are playing other sport at a high level and have huge followings. When you guys post, you're playing golf and love golf. Like it does so much for our sport. I mean, you, you have no idea because there's people like me who play golf and are huge NFL fans as well. And they're like, Oh wow, that's really cool. I had no idea Adam Thielen played golf, but I had no idea that he's a good player, you know? So it's like, it just does a lot for our sport. And I think social media has really helped tell those stories. And, um, our, uh, our sport has really benefited from that. And it's going to be fun to see how it continues to grow and, um, and just how these names continue to pop up. I had no idea some of these offensive linemen, you know, are such, uh, are such good players and there's so many of them. And even on the NBA side, I mean, Ray Allen can really get it around. He's like a plus two handicap now. Um, so anyway, it's uh, it, it's good stuff. And um, I hope you get to, you get to get out there some this summer and maybe make it down here for the players, but let's, let's definitely stay in touch and work on your game and uh, we'll get this club in a good spot. And then I'll send you some videos on rotation through the impact zone. And I'll really, yeah. show, I'll really show you how to use your legs and your hips to really like rotate aggressively through the strike. And I think when you do that, you'll see, you'll see that path number zero out a little bit. You'll see the club kind of exit a little bit lower to the left. And I think you'll be like, okay, I'm really like dialing in my irons now and my approach wedges and all that. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Hey, Adam, I think I appreciate your time, man. We'll stay in touch and uh, have a great spring and great summer. We'll see you soon. All right. I hope to see you soon. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Stripe Show podcast. I'm Travis Fulton. We'll see you next time.